If you're listening to this on Spotify, make sure you check out our YouTube channel, The Plowcast, where there is a video version of this episode, as well as all of our other videos, like reactions and our shorter content. And if you'd rather continue to listen here on Spotify, then enjoy the episode. Welcome back to The Plowcast. We're here with our review for The Bad Batch Season 1, Episode uh, 11, uh, Devil's Deal. Or was it 12? 11. Yeah, it was 11. Um... So yeah, uh, check out our reaction to the episode uh, first if you want to get a little more context or our thoughts on the episode. Uh, but we're just gonna we're just gonna jump into it and start breaking it down. Uh, so first off, obviously the biggest part of the episode was the return of the Sindula family, as well as returning to Ryloth. Um, which is essentially like ninety five percent of the episode. Um, Indeed. But as a sto- uh, we'll get into how we feel about it later, and you know what what it means for the show. But just as an episode, um, I I pretty I pretty thoroughly enjoyed it uh, by itself. Um, I really like Cham's story because uh, it it feels in line with his character from what we've seen before. He was uh, he was originally in the Clone Wars Ryloth arc way back in the day. Um, he's in a couple Rebels episodes, um, and you know we see generally how he acts and how he fights for his people, and it's really enjoyable. Um, it might be a little weird that he's okay with the Empire, but when you think about it, uh, he he kind of trusts them because he trusted the clones, and the clones are still there, um, as well as Hauser, who's probably like his pal. Um, but from what we've seen already in the Clone Wars, um, they you know. The clones were essentially there the entire time, helping free Ryloth. Uh, and with, under the Empire, supposedly, um, the war is over, and they don't need to fight anymore. So I feel like it makes sense, because in his eyes, this is freeing Ryloth. Um, at the beginning, Hauser walked up to him, and he's like, this is what you fought for, this is free Ryloth. Um, but, you know, we can, and we can also tell that he respects the clones a lot, because we, we're, we're not there yet in the series, but later in Rebels... When we see him, he does have like two twelfth clone shoulder pads, and they use clone blasters from the remnants of the war, uh, which uh-huh. is pretty cool. Uh, but I want to know how how you felt about our boy Cham here. Yeah, I uh, I admit I did. I talked about it. I did have to rewatch those Clone Wars episodes. Um, I haven't seen him yet in Rebels, but like you were saying, I feel like um, how he acted in this episode would felt very in line. Um, it felt like um. I guess the natural extension of how he was in Clone Wars to where, again, he didn't want anyone on Ryloth. He's like, oh, we'll fight for ourselves. We'll do it all from Ryloth. Um, he didn't care about the rest of the galaxy. But seeing how the clones war- were, um, like they helped him and it really gained his trust. So now, flash forward to the Empire and, and uh, this Bad Batch episode, like you said, it makes sense. He's like, all right, it's Empire now, but I remember what they did for me in the war. All right, they can stay a little longer. I trust them. What's the worst that could happen? <laughs> Turns out pretty bad stuff will happen. Um, it is Empire, but yeah, him, him and um, like the, a large population of the galaxy are none the wiser. Like they just assume it's, a, again, an extension of the Republic, which was a good thing for the most part. Um, they don't know that... <laughs> Sidious is a dark, like, Sith Lord, and that he's going to bring in Darth Vader to, uh, <laughs> you know, hunt down people and, and keep them in line with an iron fist. Um, 
so yeah like as a viewer we know like oh empire no dude no 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 <laughs> but as as like i guess a citizen of the empire you might not know how bad they truly can be just yet yeah um we we also see more of that with uh gobi which is his like best friend um he's been there since the beginning as well um they sort of have a conflict with each other um you know gobi's the one that feels like they should still they shouldn't just bow down to this empire right away um cham gives away all their weapons so gobi's first move is to take a, a team and go get more weapons because uh mm-hmm. just t- kind of to undercut cham um what i like though is they're still they still are like respectful to each other like they don't get into like a yelp, like a shouting match and like beat each other up or anything because they're still friends um like Gobi is essentially Hera's uncle. Like they literally call him Uncle Gobi. I don't yeah. believe they're actually related, but it wouldn't really matter. Um, He's that uh, close anyway. Yeah, if he if they're not related, actually, you know, I have people like that, and I call aunt or uncle when in reality, like they were not even related, or they're like a second cousin or something, you know. But that just shows how close he is to the family. Um, and they were sort of on opposite ends of this, and I thought that was pretty interesting. One of the more under, not underrated, but like smaller um, parts of the episode, because he's the, Gobi's the one that started the, the mission to go get those weapons uh, from from the Bad Batch and from Sid, uh, brought Hera along. He was teaching her how to fly. He's like, no, no landings or takeoffs yet. You're still learning, you know. Yeah. Um, so he's he's. You know, we could tell that he's a valuable member to his family, and he's also been fighting alongside Sham this entire time. So, uh, I thought it was cool that they had a little, you know, little tift. Uh, and I guess we'll see. We'll continue to see maybe them being on opposite sides, or I don't know if they'll like start working together once Sham realizes, hey, this empire is not what I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, I do like to see that um, kind of divide, and it shows like the nuance between because like. They both love Ryloth. They both want the best for Ryloth. It's just how they go about getting that. Um, and I, I, they, they kind of hit that theme in the episode. Um, I feel like what you said, Cham probably will. Or, or I, I feel like he does in Rebels. He, he starts um, fighting against Empire. But um, it might take him a little while because of just... I guess he's like a slow to change type of guy. <laughs> yeah. Um. That that's how he was in um, Clone Wars. It takes a while for um to trust other people and do new things. But to see um Hera learn underneath um um Cobb is no is it Cobb? Kobe. Kobe. Yeah, I'm, I'm blanking. It's early. Cobb is Cobb. Band. But uh, yeah, that's I don't know why I said that. Anyway, Kobe. G O B I. G O B I. Kobe. Yeah, why am I? All right, Gobi. Okay. Yeah, but to see her and Gobi, um, even the first time we see her in this episode, um, she's on that little scouting mission for Gobi, so that's cool. Uh, yeah. And just to see her type of roots and and how she's, I guess, kind of always been rebelling and resisting. Yeah, um, I think it's really cool how since all these characters are essentially like in the same ish period of their lives, um, and it's like the same art style, same sort of people making the show. Um, we always have like essentially the same voice actors. All three of the, the voice actors returned: um, Robert Atkin Downs for Cham, Corey Burton as Gobi, and uh, Vanessa Marshall um, played Hera. She's also just like a big Star Wars fan in general. Um, like and like what she she's like pretty cool on her Instagram. She's always posting stuff for all her shows. 
uh, when season seven came out. She's like, let's go. And she's like, you know, <laughs> throwing all her whatever show she's in. She posts up about it. It's cool. Um, but I always think it's cool when they're able to get the same people back. And especially yeah. like Jam and that whole arc was like years ago, probably 20, oh, 2010, 2009, maybe. Uh, he's yeah. back at it again here. Um, Corey Burton also did, just does a lot of characters in general. He was Dooku and, and uh, I believe yeah, Kathleen. Okay. Oh, okay. That's um, why I know the name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, on a Hera, I believe, she, I believe she's 10 years old in this episode, I think. Um, mm-hmm. And we could see basically from our first scene um, them like laying the foundation for how she's always wanted to be a pilot and she's always wanted to fly. Um, it's it's really fun, you know, seeing her like put her hands up and like pretending to be like the birds that are in the sky. Um, and just looking up at the sky, wanting to just be up there. Um, we know eventually she does. She's she's the pilot of the ghost in Rebels, which is really cool. Um, but this is that's actually you know adds a lot of foundation for that. Um, and I'm I'm happy to see her in this. Uh, I think it I think it was done pretty well too. Um, like I I wasn't annoyed by her. I like I liked you know how she how she acted. I I liked her whole them showing us like her need to like fly and just be up there. Um, it, it really helps build her backstory. Uh, but how about you as somebody who, who only has seen Hera for about nine or 10 episodes yeah. of Rebels? How, how did you see this? Um, overall, I, I thought it was fine. Like I, I really enjoyed it. It made sense and everything. Um, her flying. I really liked, um, in Rebels, I've only seen it briefly. I know she is a great pilot because I've seen scenes already, and I know that's explored more. Um, but you might think of it as a throwaway line. But when she says to Omega, "Oh, it's it's more than like the notes. It, it's feeling. It's a feeling." Yeah. I really like that because that's kind of a theme we see with the greatest pilots in Star Wars, like Han Solo, um, Poe from from the. The, the sequel trilogy and then of course luke skywalker who was force sensitive um so i don't want to give too much credit but um hey. i really i really like that yeah right but um yes <laughs> i like how how she goes ahead and says that because it shows just how much she's connected to pilots or to flying and it, it, i guess that puts her a step ahead mm-hmm. in most pilots where like in, in the clones would probably just say, oh, no, like, or how they do say, like, the Bad Batch are telling Omega, no, you have to learn all the all the stuff, all the <laughs> the manuals and, and codes and everything. But Harry's like, no, it's a feeling. Um, so I really like that. And I think it would be cool to see, I don't think we'll see it this season, Omega develop into a great pilot like that, like a Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, and Hera. Um, and I think this is, like, a cool little laying the foundation i could see omega later down the line saying oh it's all about a feeling or like a, yeah. a wise old friend told me <laughs> yeah you know, i really did like that on on the second watch i caught it again and i was like oh all right i gotta <laughs> mention that because that was cool yeah um i was gonna bring it up later but we're already on the topic so that that scene with Hera and omega that was one of my favorite scenes in the episode um those Absolutely. two i thought really sort of bounced off each other really well um they're both like young and they both want to fly, uh, but two completely different viewpoints on it. Um, you have the technical sort of memorize every control panel, then you can start. Um, this is what you do when you fly approach with Omega. And then you have Hera who just 
wants to feel like it's a mm. feeling for her, like you said. Um, it's like you feel like alive, or like it's just something more than more than just you know tech technological, you know whatever. Yeah. Um, I thought that was really cool. Uh, and it was also funny how like Omega was like she would say it's like no funny business, and hair's like funny bit. Like she doesn't understand <laughs> um, exactly like half the yeah. things Omega saying. The two of them, they had like a one minute thing together. And it was, it's, like, one of the highlights of the episode. It was the best, yeah. Yeah. I I remember, I, like, that's not, like, I feel like they're almost perfect. Like, I love that little, <laughs> that little scene. I would have never thought if they didn't bring them together. Um, I guess because I didn't think, like, how old Hera was, that she lined up perfectly with Omega. But they're pretty much, like, a couple years apart at most. So this is, like, awesome. <laughs> I was not expecting to see Hera and, and Omega be friends, but I love it. <laughs> yeah. Um, there was a something I I feel like uh was pretty interesting. There there's sort of like a, a parallel between Hera and Omega. Um, Omega's father in quotes, which would be Hunter, um, like trusts and believes in her. Uh, you know that thinks that she can fight. You know she she's been out in the field with them. You know doing her part. Um, and you know she's been with she's been a part of the team essentially. Uh, and then you have Hera's father, who is a lot more, you know, protective and doesn't really believe that she should be out there fighting. I thought that was cool because mm-hmm. them two meet up and they're sort of their father and father figure are kind of going opposite ways. Um, it's something they touch on a little bit more in Rebels uh, about how like like Cham doesn't believe Hera should be like fighting or she's fighting for the wrong cause or she's not, you know, doing what she's supposed to. They had that talk on the on the balcony where um it was that that go oh, Gobi trusts me to, to help and get involved. Why don't you? Yeah. Um, so even Gobi would be uh who's an uncle, but another sort of version of that father figure. I just think it's interesting how the two of them, Hunter and Cham are essentially opposite in in terms of parenting, um, you know, Hunter's not actually Omega's father, but they're like brother sister basically. Um, he's essentially raising her, um, but he trusts her. He he thinks that she can be out there with the team. Uh, obviously, not the the one episode where they bench her, um, but <laughs> yeah. Then you have Cham and Hera, where they're basically the same age, I believe. Omega might be a little older. I don't mm-hmm. I don't know exactly. Um, but they're basically the same age, and then you have Champ, who doesn't think Hera should be getting involved in this sort of thing. Yeah, I think that also um, shows that, like, in Hera's case, how, like, even doing the good thing, like, joining the Rebellion to fight the Empire, it's not always easy for everyone. Um, like, a lot of times you, like, think, oh, if I was in Star Wars, yeah, I'd be a rebel, like, of course, like, look look at what they do, they, they destroy the Death Star, like, of course, I want to be on Luke Skywalker's side. Um, but I like how there's so much nuance to it, and it's not always like a clear-cut path. And how like to do the good thing sometimes it's harder than just be a bystander and, and go with the flow. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which I guess, even to my little knowledge of of Harris character so far, really strengthens it. Strengthens it for me. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, and that'll help when we watch because you already have this now. As exactly. Like it's like a base. Um, yeah. Hera also had the. Uh... The signature French Ryloth slash yes, Twilight yes. accent. Um, Chaubert. 
you can check out our video on that. I don't want to say too much because Paul's it's not, he's only seen like 10 episodes. Yeah, um, <laughs> at most. <laughs> but we know that uh, at least in Rebels, that accent is gone. Um, mm -hmm. So her being away from home uh, and, you know, just being away from other people of her kind, it sort of just kind of fell off. Um, which I guess makes sense, you know, out in the you're in the rebellion, surrounded by people who probably don't have that type of accent. It just kind of rubs off on you as you're fighting, and you're you're not hearing it from other people all the time. Um, which I mean, it's a you say it's a cool detail, but it's pretty common sense that she would have it as a youth being on the planet where everybody sounds like that. Yeah. Um, so just good job getting that right, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, also, we meet, I don't know, is it Eleni or Eleni Sindula, um, the mother? Uh, I believe this is the first time she's appearing, like, physically, like, she's actually there. Uh, I think there's pictures of her in Rebels, but this, I think, is the first time, like, we're actually seeing her. Um, I, like, Hera seemed a lot more closer to her mother than her father, mm -hmm. um, it, there's a detail I noticed right at the end of the episode uh, when they come to save her and all the guys that are that everybody that's stuck in the, that Imperial transport. Um, she looks over. They're both standing there. Hera goes, Mom, and she runs over and hugs her mom first. Um, I thought that was interesting because we like based on the fact that Cham and Hera are, you know, arguing with each other and they don't exactly see eye to eye all the time. Uh, her mother seemed to be the one that was, you know, not necessarily approving, but she was there. Um, yeah. Like, she was fine with it. When Hera came back in the beginning from being inside the compound or whatever, uh, her mother was like, you know, you're not supposed to do that, but tell me more. Tell me what you saw. And yeah. she was, but, you know, the Chan would be, like, getting upset or something. So it's just interesting to see that she's a little bit closer with her mother than her father, at yeah. least in this at this time. Mm -hmm. she, yeah, her mom's definitely more sympathetic to her doing the little rebellious things that she was doing. Um, which, again, is cool. It shows, like, even within their own family, sort of the conflict. Um, and that's not to say that there is a lot of conflict. I think it's just different philosophies more. Um, but it is cool to see, like, how Hera could grow up with two different, like, her dad believing one thing, her mom believing a little bit of another, and then Uncle Gobi believing something completely different. And then how kind of she picks and chooses the best parts from all three to kind of decide what she believes in. Next up, we have our boy, Captain Hauser. The, uh, he's essentially universally loved now. Um, <laughs> like, after one episode, there's, like, memes and stuff all over online about how he's, like, that, like I don't know, people just love him. Yeah. Uh, understandably. Yeah. Um, I was a little confused because they changed his name from Ballast to Hauser, which is... I don't know why. I don't. I mean, I guess they thought it didn't fit or something. I don't know. It could be he like that's a different name he takes on later or something like to be in disguise. I have no idea. Um, but I I kind of actually prefer Hauser. I guess um, sounds more I was like say that. It sounds more militaristic. I guess it sounds super clony. Like that's yeah, a perfect yeah. clone name. Yeah. I was thinking the same thing, dude. Hauser, yeah. like, all right, that's a clone name. Yeah. Like, I, yep. I I do like ballast though. That's like, isn't a ballast like, like a big sandbag that weighs something down? Not necessarily sand. It's like a weight that like 
like keep something standing. I don't remember. I don't know. I know a balisk is like a serpent. So there's I, that. Captain <laughs> Ballast. Um, yeah, but no, I think they're both. Yeah, yeah, it's they're they're fine. Uh, mm-hmm. The name I do is not Hauser though. Yeah, I like I like it. <laughs> um, just visually, when you look at him, he's pretty cool. I mean, he's got like scars on his cheek and like on his chin. Um, he's got like some unique hair. He's got like short, slicked back hair that isn't like kind of messy. Dope. Like, yeah, um, it's something we haven't seen before, which I is you know crazy to think about considering they're all the same. Essentially, they look like the same person, and they're all have they all wear the same armor. Yeah. Um, and his armor is he's all he's got a lot of damage and weathering on him. He's like this tealish color. Um, what did, what did you think about our boy? I have two things. First, personally, and this is like a little, I guess, suspend my disbelief. Um, I just think he looks super dope because the animator said, yo, let's make this clone look super dope. <laughs> I feel like they pulled all the tricks out on him. Um, one, to show, like, like Rex was, like, pretty much bald. He had that short, like, gray, or not gray, what, tan hair, I guess, blonde. blonde. <laughs> I don't know why I love All right, whatever. It's, it's like, anyway, but, like, Rex, how cool he looked. He was still pretty plain. Like, he, of course, developed. He looks great now, but in season one, he's like, okay. Whatever, but now we have our, our captain, Captain um, Hauser. Like he looks so cool already. He has scars. His armor's weathered. His hair looks dope. It's like honestly some of the coolest hair in Clone Wars or Bad Batch. Like, <laughs> um, so I think that's just a huge flex, and I love it. You say like the internet loves it as well. Um, but my second thing is with the scars and with all the weathering that they added, comes a lot of stories. Like he's seen some stuff. Which leads to potential of, hey, maybe we see some of those stories. Maybe he has a deep connection with Gobi or, or not Gobi, Cham, um, who he was calling Cham General. He's like, oh, General. So they do have a close relationship. And it seems like, we talked about it a little bit, it seems like he may have been able to, I guess, kind of fend off a little bit of Order 66. I guess, obviously, not entirely, or he wouldn't be in the Empire still. Um, Ryloth didn't have any Jedi after after they were there, or Mace Windu were stationed there, and then they left. So there wouldn't be any Jedi to kill, but he would certainly know of the Order at least. So I feel like it's still there, but I, I feel like um, he's going to turn out to be one of the, I guess, better guys or one of the good guys. <laughs> I don't know. But I, I do like like his cheek scar, the weathering. Definitely tells me, like, oh, this guy's like, he's seen some stuff. Him and Cham are definitely tight, so to see, like, a falling out or something, like, if the Empire is going to, like, rule with more of an iron fist on Ryloth, it would be really cool to see him and Cham, like, kind of butt heads, because I feel like in the past, they're kind of, I guess, showing, not telling that they have been good friends, they have seen, like, wars and stuff, so I really like him, like, even with the little stuff he's had, like, I've really liked him. Yeah, right right from the beginning we can tell that he's very different. All the clones under the Empire are basically droids. Mm-hmm. They have no personality. They they're straight. They're like you know, they don't say like they don't say things with like emotion. You know, there's just yes sir, no sir, uh, you know, just basic simple droid behavior pretty much. Um and then you have Hauser who 
at the beginning of the episode is in he's just having a conversation with Cham up on this balcony. They're just chatting, talking about whatever. Um, he tries to convince Cham. He's like, "This is what you fought for, man. Not like you better like the Empire, but yeah, look, this we you did it. You got what you were fighting for." Because, um, like as you said, he's Hauser still is part of the Empire. He still believes in the Empire because of you know whatever his chip is doing to him. Um, but like he had like. You can tell from the very first scene that he and Cham have a backstory, have a relationship. Um, we we know that the clones never really left. I don't think they were just there the whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so Hauser probably came in after the battle uh, and all that, and was just stationed on Ryloth, and he probably you know grew connection with Cham. Uh, but they're they're friends, you know. They're just pals, and he. They talk. They have small conversations with each other. Um, just the way that Hauser speaks too. He speaks with like his words. Like he, he'll, he'll be soft or he'll like be you know whatever. He just has emotion when he speaks. Yeah. Um, and that is very different from what the clones are supposed to be now under the Empire. Uh, they're all. You're not supposed to be able to tell them apart. They're all identical. They all speak exactly the same. Um, so it's very obvious that something's up with him. Uh, but at the same time. He's still his chip is still there. It's still going, I think. Um, it's like he still believes and he's still part of the Empire. He still followed orders, even if it was a little hesitation. He still followed his orders. He still was, you know, doing things for the Empire. Um, at the end of the episode he was standing there with Rampart and, you know, listening to it and you know, doing what he says. But like I don't know. It it could be either like the chip is wearing off. Um, but nobody seems to re- be really concerned about that. So it could just be that's how he's been the whole time. He's just so, you know, you know, unique, I guess, and uh, different that it just didn't have as much an effect. Um, which is pretty crazy because even Rex was only able to hold it off for a couple seconds, and then he just became droid. Like there was no none of Rex was left. Yeah. Which is where I'm like, is is it possible that he's just that much more different? Um, which I don't really think so. Uh, so it's got to be something weird with the chip is going on. It could be fading from from him. Like we've seen, there's been you know faulty chips before with uh, Tup. He just his oh. chip like burnt out, and he like shot Tipley or Tiplar, one of them. Um, and when they took the chip out, it was like like all corroded and you know broken. Um, but you know, I another another cool detail that I saw that that. You know, we talked about it a little bit in the reaction. Is he's most of the scenes he's in, he's got his helmet off. Um, yeah, you never, you'll never see a stormtrooper with their helmet off unless it means something, like unless it's unless Han it's or Luke in a stormtrooper <laughs> disguise or Finn, yeah. Finn two one eight seven. That you'll never see a stormtrooper with a helmet off. You're not supposed to, because then once you take the helmet off and you see there's a person, that becomes a character instead of just cannon fodder. The clones now are cannon fodder. They're just they're they're essentially stormtroopers. They're not supposed to have a personality yeah. or identity. You're not supposed to, you know, feel anything for them uh, because they're they're just the helmet. But Hauser, he had his helmet off the whole time. The first time we see him, he's got it off. He's just sitting there chatting. He becomes a character once you ha- once you see the face and once you hear him speak uh, something other than just like commands or orders, um, which I, is definitely I feel like is intentional. Because uh, the Imperial clothes rarely have their helmets off. Uh, the only time was like in the mess hall. And why would you have your helmet on in the mess hall? Yeah. yeah. Um, but I thought that was 
pretty telling of of how they're going about this clone. Yeah, I think it's intentional for sure. Um, and like you said, like like normal clone, like he feels like a normal clone to me, Hauser. Like if if we picked him up and placed him right in a Clone Wars episode, that would be fine. Like, all right, yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah. So like again, like I don't even think about Order sixty six when I'm seeing him. Um, I like I agree to what you were saying about Rex. I don't think um, Hauser's chip is just like he's just oh I'm cooler. I'm not gonna follow. Or <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think, think so. Because um, to me, and I like probably to you too. Um, Rex is like the clone. Like that's the guy. Maybe Cody's up there with him, but Cody we saw boom, actually right Cody, Order sixty six. Pretty opposite. He's pretty straight laced and uh-huh. by the book. But so. I mean by by Paramount like the clone quote unquote. Uh, yeah. So to see Rex, quote unquote, the clone, like fight it for two seconds and then blah, like it's over. That to me says, all right, pretty much no clones can outright fight it unless there's a deficiency, the chip's burnt, or you're like a bad batch type of like you're a a bad brew clone. So I think like what you're saying with Tup, um, Hauser's chip is probably either burnout or or maligned or something. Um, But I also think, I guess kind of with Tup, um, it kind of opens the door. Maybe there are other captains where this happened to as well. I know we don't see Hauser in Rebels, um, but we see Gregor and Wolf. Maybe it's the same type of deal with Hauser that's Gregor and Wolf. So maybe we explore what could go wrong with a chip in Hauser, and then we're meant to assume, oh, that's how Wolf survived Order 66, or that's how Gregor did the right. same thing. Um, we we do find out in Rebels, though, that their their chips are gone. They don't have them anymore. Okay. Okay. Um, so then, yeah, maybe we explored a little bit. Maybe he, Hauser does get it removed or something. But I definitely think more is to definitely come. Like, they wouldn't make him so cool, <laughs> have him with that cool hair with his helmet off, <laughs> if there wasn't something coming. Yeah. Um, even in the, in the episode 7 with Rex, at the end there, he said, I don't remember the exact line, but he said something along the lines of, um, like, very few clones were able to, like, resist the order he didn't say yeah. none he said very few so is this just one maybe of those Rex even where, knows. yeah yeah like maybe just his brain and how it's wired and some maybe his chip is a little bit different i don't think it's to tups ex- but we wouldn't know because um it's order 66 already happened yeah uh, but tups was i don't know we, i don't know if it's exactly i doubt it's exactly like tups but you know just with mm-hmm. the amount of clones that there are there's got to be a couple like you know you know exactly there's gotta be one dud or something yeah and like remember uh hard case he said like his his growth tube leaked or something and that's why he was so sporadic and like you know uh wanted to shoot everything yeah Um, so there's there's differences there but i have uh, some of the examples of you know him being you know different when they catch Hera, he goes up to cham he's like i'm not gonna report this but it can't happen again that is probably not allowed. Any other clone oh. would have immediately, you know, had had told somebody and done something about that. Um, but at the beginning, he's like, "This is what you fought for." You know, this is freedom. Uh, he's he's happy for Chan because he has what he wants finally. Um, at the end of the episode, when I I remember if it was Ornfrita Ramparts like arrest Hera for like treason, even though she's ten, and then Hauser's like, "She's she's only a child." Like, are you really? and whenever he would be given an order he he would kind of hesitate a little bit like when they were i think when they were on the on the transport and it was like go attack or something he's like 
Um, okay. And he, you could see yeah. him hesitate a lot of times. Um, he's still an Imperial, but he, and he doesn't seem to think the, the Empire is like wrong. Um, he obviously, by how he reacts to seeing Cham, you know, accepting the Empire, but there's definitely something in there. And I, I they, there's no way they're not going to elaborate more on that. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe, maybe. This is how Hera gets off of Ryloth. Maybe he like is gets sick and tired of this, and he's like, he tries to save her because they're like hunting her down or trying to arrest a ten year old. Exactly. That's how they work together, and he gets her off world. Just bomb drop. (laughs) Yeah, another one. Another one. Yeah. Uh, There's more barking. I don't understand. I don't get literally nothing out there. I didn't hear it that time, to be fair. That's okay. Okay. Anything else on a Hauser here before we scoot along? I I did want to ask. I don't want to put you on the spot because um, we might not even know. But his, I guess, not pavilion. What's it called? Pavilion, right? What's his like Italian? club platoon? Division? Italian. Yeah, There's something like that. I, I don't know. I don't think they said. I don't think we've seen the teal, right? There was one episode of Clone Wars where there was a teal group of clones, but they were on Geonosis, and then they all died. So I don't know. I'm sure it's somewhere on uh, Wikipedia. So yeah, I think it was Tango Company. They had teal-ish markings with the uh, okay. the, the brain worm. Remember that episode? Oh those yeah, yeah. Were, those guys were teal. Oh, that that episode was scary. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's cool to see like another, I guess, faction of clones. Yeah. Um, so moving on to more uh, details about the episode itself, uh, Crosshair, he was he made a brief appearance. Oh my God, he's like Swiss cheese in the head now. Like the whole <laughs> right side of his head is just caved in and yeah. just oh my God, it looks like Deadpool. Um, mm. But obviously that's from when the uh, the Venator engine literally like huge like, engine blasted him <laughs> in the face. Um, yeah. He also he had his hair buzzed too because they probably needed to get rid of his hair to do surgery. If it didn't uh, burn it, off, it, it, yeah, like it grew back thing. a smidge, so it's probably been a little bit because he had a little, but like you could tell he was just buzzed. Yeah. Um, but that was a fun detail because it makes sense that they would have needed to cut all his hair off to do surgery, like on his hole in the head, in the side of his head. Um, but that's going to be like a permanent. Even yeah. if he returns to the good side. That's going to be like a permanent reminder to him and everyone about what happened here. I am crazy. Yeah, I'm I'm only slightly disappointed. He doesn't have wraps still. I guess it makes sense for him not to. But I thought he looked (laughs) almost like Dengar, which I thought was really cool. I thought he looked really cool in that white wrap. So I was kind of pulling for that, but it didn't really make sense like for the helmets and like. So I'm fine with what it is. I agree that it is a cool little reminder, like a scar to wear. Hey, even if he gets better, remember that time you're chasing down your buddies. Like never forget. Yeah. Um. Next up, we got Admiral Rampart. Really, you know, stepped in this episode. Yeah. He was um pretty callous, and he was, you know, like calculating that whole thing with this with Orn Frita, how he set that up. Uh, yeah. And they hinted at it earlier when he, when he's like, "Cham hasn't done anything yet," and you're like, "Yet? What is that supposed to mean?" Um, and then he has Crosshair shoot Orn Frita right in front of Cham, and he's like, "Arrest them for the attempted assassination." Like that was just a pretty, that was a pretty smart plan. Um, and I, I like, 
I kind of I like him. Uh, he's yeah. shown to be like he's an imperial, basically, is what he's showing, um, and not just some idiot. Because that was a pretty smart plan, and he sounds like he knows what he's talking about. Um, but yeah, he he was pretty cool. Uh, we've seen him a couple times, but this is I feel like I think this is the most he's been in an episode so far. Um, I but, yeah, I really like where they're going with him. Um, we could tell they were kind of setting him up to be a kind of a cool villain in the other episodes he was in, but this one is kind of like seeing him take his own. I really liked like what you said, um, the kind of backstabbing and like. I guess manipulative things the Empire yeah. does. Um, I feel like that's very in character for the Empire. Um, like in in Rogue One, we see a lot with Director Krennic and Grand Moff Tolkien and Galen Erso, how everyone's cheating everyone. Um, <laughs> so that's kind of like in the Empire's nature. They are the bad guys, like, and we're seeing it. But it's really cool. I like that kind of sneaky intellectual bad guy rather than just a big brute that you see sometimes. And I think it would be a I don't know how they could he could go directly in conflict with the Bad Batch. Um, but again, I like the way they're building him. I like how they're fleshing him out more. We're seeing him think on his own, do little bad things on his own. So it's, it's really cool to see. Yeah. Um, speaking of that whole plan, Ornfried Ta is alive. Um, I think it's cut like his leku are just like so big that they go down <laughs> the side of his head. Because I'm pretty, yeah. we know he lives. Um, and he also kind of couldn't die because he's in the Lords of the Sith novel, which comes out after, which takes place after this. So he couldn't die here, I guess. Yeah. Um, I guess it just hit his Leku and not like his head head because they were just like on the side of his head, I guess. Um, oh, well, but you know, it, it's fine. I, they, I'm just going to say that it was like his head tails and then he's just alive because we saw him. He was moving a little bit out to the side yeah. and obviously he needs to be alive in that novel. Uh, I was gonna say too, Crosshair is probably such a sharp shot that like he knows like what's lethal. What's yeah, not. he it, he probably wasn't supposed to kill him because yeah, he, it was for attempted assassination. Because uh, Ornfrey Ta was actually one of the ones siding with Rampart and the Empire. So and they they probably need him like like he's kind of like the Imperial puppet. Like yeah, like he's there. that's so they still senator. need him. So yeah, yeah. Um, next up, uh, I'm thinking maybe. This is gonna. Are we gonna see like a riot type of thing? Because uh, the people love Cham so much. If they know that he's been arrested, yeah. Are we gonna see just like chaos ensue in the city because their their hero has just been arrested by? The, they already didn't like the Empire. Cham is the one that convinced them that yeah, maybe it's okay. And then Cham gets arrested by the Empire. So they're like, "Are you kidding me? He did all mm-hmm. that for you, and you're gonna." So just maybe hinting at what will happen here. Um. Uh, I think it was cool. We are getting, uh, you know, we say this pretty much every episode, but we saw the cloned gunship and the turbo tank and the speeders, the bark speeders, with uh, all gray and plain. coloring LAATs that are just all gray. I don't know. Ugh. It hurts. Um, I gotta buy the UCS gunship when it comes out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that was. They're showing more Empire stuff. We say that, I feel like we say that every episode, but it's good that they're being consistent with that. Yeah. Um, moving on, this episode from what from so f- what we've said so far, you might think that this is like a great episode, um, and I think it was by itself, individually, separated from everything else. This is a great episode. 
um, it felt like a Clone Wars. It really felt like a Clone Wars episode, but yeah. with Rebels characters. It didn't exactly feel like a Rebels episode. Rebels, because like it's each episode of Rebels is sort of about the team dynamic, or like two or three members of the team doing something. This felt like a Clone Wars. This felt straight out of Clone Wars, um, which some may think is good. I mean, I of course I would love that. I would love more Clone Wars. This show is called The Bad Batch, not post-Clone Wars or whatever. They had a cameo in their mm-hmm. own show. They were the, the side characters in their own show, which is why I'm sort of conflicted here. Like, I don't know if just overall it's great or overall it's bad because of where of how it fit. It doesn't, like, fit into the show at all. It's weird because they only have 16 episodes. We've still got no characterization for Tech, Echo, and, like, Wrecker had a little bit, yeah, with the whole chip thing. Hunter and Omega are the big, you know, you know, drivers of the development character side of the show. But we have five episodes left, and we know at least one of them is going to be a sequel to this with the stuff on Ryloth. We've gotten very little in terms of development, and I think it's kind of it's kind of crazy how they, I don't want to say waste, because this was a good episode, like I said, by itself, but they're wasting an episode. The Bad Batch were in it for, like, one minute. You know, Hunter had, like, one or two lines, Tech had a line, and that was it. The rest didn't even say anything. So, like, the biggest thing we got from the Bad Batch was the scene with Omega and Hera, uh, which, I mean, I sure, like, Omega's one of the main characters, but I feel like this doesn't fit here. I feel like they're just using the Bad Batch to jam more Clone Wars in. And if that's what you're going to do, why not just make a sequel show to Clone Wars and then have Bad Batch by itself? This would be a perfect story or arc in a Clone Wars sequel show. Even with the Bad Batch in it, because we know they're still around at that time. If they have a cameo in a show that's not about them, that works. That's fine. Um, But, like, it just... If they were to make a post-Order 66 sort of anthology show, show, this would fit right in. Sets up Rebels, continues Clone Wars-styled episodes. This felt so Clone Wars. And, you know, just giving us... Because that Ryloth bit was a Clone Wars arc, so it's a continuation of that. If this was like a sequel Clone Wars anthology, post-Order 66 whatever show, this would be perfect. But they're just making that, and they're slapping the Bad Batch's name on it. And I, I feel like we're just wasting time here. Yeah, um, but I don't know how you feel about. That. No, I'm super glad you brought that up. I was literally gonna bring up the same thing. Um, this is a Clone Wars episode to me. I think uh, before I watched it a second time, I rewatched the Ryloth arc from Clone Wars, and I think that kind of weighed into my assumption as well. To where, like, this is just straight up a Clone Wars episode to me. This is Clone Wars season seven plus one, and I'm under the thing where. You said you're conflicted. I'm not. Honestly, I don't want this. I don't want this in Bad Batch. And here's why. Well, again, I think this is cool Star Wars. Um, I liked watching it. I think it builds up hair nicely. We've said all these good things on it. I don't think that's not true. But it's not Bad Batch. You can give me the best vanilla milkshake in the world. But if I ordered chocolate, I'm not going to be happy. (laughs) And I ordered Bad Batch. I did not order Star Wars Season 7. I think, like you were saying, if they want to do this in a different series, go right ahead. But if we're going to spend all this time focusing on the Bad Batch, 
on their group, which is what I think we should be doing, do it. Don't have them have a cameo. I think if this episode was flipped on its head, we had the perspective of the Bad Batch. They do another mission with Sid. Sure, whatever. Then we see the cameo of Hera, and we see the cameo of Cham and, and Gobi and all them. Sure, that's fine. Then if you come out later, do this same exact episode, and we see the Bad Batch cameo in, in the anthology show, that works perfectly for me. And I'm going to sing praises to this episode just to have already. Yeah. But like you were saying, like, I don't want them taking a backseat. We have a limited number of episodes. Like, I want to go, 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 go. Like, <laughs> I need Bad Batch. I, I don't have, like, or I, I don't want to spend time. I don't want to say wasting because, like, it is good Star Wars. But I don't want to spend time on, on Ryloth when I guess maybe next episode will make more sense. Maybe in hindsight I'll be a little less unhappy. But I kind of like rewatching Clone Wars. You could kind of assume a lot of the things that go on in this episode. I could kind of assume, okay, there's conflict in Ryloth and the, the Bad Batch are shipping arms there. That means their arms got seized by the Empire. Okay, I can, I can know that if we see this episode from the Bad Batch's view. Now, I won't get the same kind of emotional buildup with Hera and her family that we've discussed, but... For me, that's fine. <laughs> this yeah. isn't about Hera. This isn't a Rebels prequel. This isn't a Clone Wars sequel. It is the Bad Batch. It falls in between those two eras, so there will be a little bit of it naturally. But I want the Bad Batch in the Bad Batch. That's my yeah. main thing. So I guess in hindsight, I was a little more not mad, just not disappointed, but wanting more. Like I, on rewatch, I, I found myself like, Oh, this is such a cool scene, or like, oh, this is cool, like really cool build up for Hera, but I don't want that. Like again, I ordered I ordered chocolate and not vanilla. Like yeah. <laughs> give me what I want. If you're gonna make the bad batch the bad batch, give us the bad batch. Yeah. And that feels weird to say. <laughs> I don't I don't think I should need to say that. Um, but I, I mean that's where I'm at. Now, the one thing I, I said it, but I'm just hoping. Next episode, they come. What I th we we can get into predictions, but I'll quickly just say I just hope it redeems it for me and it makes this little build up worth it. Because right now in a vacuum, I'm pretty unpleased having this in the Bad Batch. But yeah. I I mean I, I'm kind of extreme, so I want to hear what you have to say to no, what yeah. I said. No, I I agree yeah. with that. Um, when I said I was conflicted, I didn't mean whether I thought it fit or not. I'm just conflicted because, like, if you remove the title of the show, remove everything, remove all the episodes, everything by itself. This is a great episode of star mm -hmm. Wars television, animated television. It's great. But at the same time with all the context, it's not it. What it is, is a great episode of a different show. It's a great episode yeah. of something that's not the bad batch. Yeah. And with a limited amount of episodes, I don't know if we're getting a season two. With a limited amount of episodes, the amount of time that they've wasted on other characters that aren't the Bad Batch is a little insane to me. Uh, I'm conflicted because I liked watching it, but in the when I finished it, and in the back of my head, I'm like, okay, but this is not what we're supposed to be watching. Yeah. So for our ranking... I am going to have no clue where to put it. Like, <laughs> if I put it at the bottom. Yeah, okay, yeah, gonna, yeah. Well, yeah, but it was really well made and the dialogue was great and the voice acting was great and the animation was great and the, the characters were fun. I loved returning to Ryloth. 
But then if I put it up at the top, I'm like, it was the Bad Batch were in it for like a minute. It's not even their their episode. So no, I no. that's where I'm I'm I guess that will mean it's just gonna be a middle packer. But like the thing what sucks is that it's so good, but it's it's in the wrong show. Yeah. I feel like they're just using this. Oh, they're like, oh, Bad Batch is post Order 66, so we'll just tell post Order 66 stories. No, if you're gonna do that, give up. We everybody joked about how this was Clone Wars season eight. Nobody wanted it to be that. Yeah, if you want to give us Clone exactly. Wars season eight, give us Clone Wars season eight. If you want to give us Bad Batch, give us Bad Batch. This would have been a perfect Clone Wars season eight episode. Yeah. It would probably have been one of my favorites. Um, and even like you, even with what you said, I assume the Bad Batch are going to be a big part of the next one. I think they're going to come to Ryloth, uh, to try to you know help the situation or whatever they're probably somebody's going to contact sid sid's probably going to send them here even with that at the same time sure with context it could be better but at the same time they're still not in it like they were not in this episode they had a cameo in their own show there's five characters on the team four that are still (laughs) you know i guess pump kicking around i get well no because you got six i guess if you want to count crosshair too because that's like the all five members and then Omega. That's six characters that we should be getting character development and stories for. We've gotten that for maybe three of them. And one of them is a new character in the show. Yeah. Crosshair, arguably a little bit. But once he got turned full Empire, he really just has been evil. Just Empire. Yeah. yeah. We've gotten... The I'm I was satisfied with Wrecker's arc with the chips in Order sixty six and his little moments with Omega that was fine. Hunter is getting there kind of you know he's you know parenting Omega whatever he's learning how to parent and all that. Everybody else has done nothing. Like I don't feel like I don't really care much. Like I care about them obviously I like them, but like Tech I he's like my least favorite because he just is nothing. He's just a yeah. stereotype. He's a caricature. Of like the 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 nerdy science one, Echo I can give a pass to because I already like Echo from Clone Wars, but you can't I you can't use that as praise for this show. I can't say Echo's good in the Bad Batch because he was good in Clone Wars. That doesn't <laughs> it doesn't work like that. In the show, uh-huh. he's also been pretty nothing. Um, although I don't mind as much since we already have a lot of his story. Uh, but still, like there's and like then you have great development like this the thing with Hera and her flying and learning to just being young and all that that's great development that's great character development from the wrong characters for the wrong people yeah and I'm not saying I like because I'm and I'm conflicted again because it's like would it be better off if this episode didn't exist if it was different but you're watching you're like no this is a great episode it's just like I don't it's just very confusing it's very weird it's probably the weirdest episode for me yet I have no clue where I'm going to rank it. I, mm-hmm. I, every time I say, oh, it wasn't Bad Batch, but it was really good. But it wasn't Bad Batch, but it was really good. So it's just, I, I don't, it's confusing. Is, I'm going to leave it at, it's confusing. Yeah, absolutely. It's just, uh, it's in the wrong place. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which, again, like, that stinks. Like, I want good Star Wars. Like, I want an episode like this, sure, but not now. Like, go away. Like, I want Bad Batch now. Like, yeah. this is what it's about. Like, 
it takes away from the Bad Batch when you do something else. Like I, I, like you said, it's just weird. <laughs> I don't want to harp on it too more because I could literally talk for like another yeah. hour on it. Yeah. So we'll move on. But again, like it feels like it's straight plucked out of Season 7 of The Clone Wars. It really does. I would have rather... You know what? I would have rather had this whole Ryloth story than the Trace and Rafa story. <laughs> you could... I'm telling you, you could what take this... You could take this episode, literally just pluck it out of Bad Batch, put it right after the Bad Batch arc in Clone Wars, and nothing yeah. would have changed. And then the it next one... made perfect. Well, probably... Yeah, probably the next... You'd probably yeah. have to p- follow up. But, like, the fact that you can just say that, like, is not a good thing. Like... <laughs> yeah. If it's in the Bad Batch, it should be there. That should be its place. You should not be able to pick and choose where you see an episode. Like that means it just doesn't have to doesn't do fit. with the Bad Batch. Yeah, it, it doesn't, doesn't fit, fit, which is I don't know. It's just super weird, super weird. So yeah, that's why. <laughs> well, that's, like, yeah. Last thing I'll say is because <laughs> like our, our review is so weird. For like forty minutes, we're like, oh, this was great. I love this moment, and we were all positive. I, and then you get to the episode, and you're like, oh no, no. Mm-mm. Yeah, I this hope you can so see why. Weird. though. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I understand it probably sounds weird. We were praising it for forty minutes, and then the last ten minutes, we're like, like taking a dump <laughs> on it. But yeah. like, it just doesn't fit, and I'm so confused as to why they're doing this. I feel like we needed more. Bad Batch development. Not even just them being there. Which apparently is also too much to ask for. But, like, just... Growing them as characters. Seeing where they are in this world that is alien to them in this post-Order 66 time. And we're getting that, but... Like, on random... Like, just on Ryloth now. And not Bad Batch. Yeah. Like, again, I I could say a hundred times, I loved the development for Cham and Gobi and Harry. It's not that I like, it's not that I don't like them, because I like them. I like seeing their past, and I love growing their characters, because they're, I all, I like those characters. Hera's mother was a great, you know, addition. Yep. But, like, it, I, I don't want to see it here. It's not that I don't want to see it, it's, I don't want to see it here. Exactly. And, and that, exactly. that's it. <laughs> um, oh, I guess predictions. Um, yeah, I think it's pretty okay. obvious that we're going to be back on Ryloth again. Uh, I mm. think something's going to go down. Maybe the people will start rioting, uh, or something will go down because Cham was arrested for the attempted assassination of Ornfri Tal. Um, somebody will contact Sid, who will then send the batch back to Ryloth. Well, actually, they didn't go to Ryloth, they went to that moon. Um, mm-hmm. So Sid will send them to Ryloth. And then we'll just have action there. Maybe they'll. I'd like to see them interact with Hauser a little bit. Uh, I think that would be pretty interesting, because um, all the clones that they fought post sixty six have been, like we said, like those robotic sort of android kind of clones. Um, and I think it would be interesting to see how they react to one that's more acting kind of like them. Yeah. No. Um. I'm pretty much the same. I think for sure we're going back. Um. I think. Well, we kind of know that Cham will be imprisoned, so I think that's going to start a riot in the streets or something, because we already see kind of civil unrest at their, I guess, rally or whatever they're hearing in the beginning of this episode. So they already, obviously, they already have Sid's contact to ship the weapons, so they'll probably say, hey, like, help us out, like, our leader's in trouble. So they'll definitely be back, because they are the guys for the job. Um, I think the Abhi Singh episode from last episode is probably going to be they're probably going to go in thinking oh it's just going to be like the obviously same thing again we're going to go and get them probably get a vase too and get out <laughs> um so i think that's gonna happen but of course i feel like something's gonna go wrong 
either with Crosshair or Hauser. Um, those are definitely the two characters I want to see. I said, like, if this episode is an 11 out of 10, it might redeem. Um, or episode 12 is an 11 out of 10. It might redeem this episode, episode 11. I don't know. <laughs> it's going to have to be very, very good for me to get over this hump that I'm having with episode 11 this episode. So we'll see. But I'm hoping that it is. At least I just need it to be entirely on the Bad Batch. Like, <laughs> yeah. like give me like a couple scenes here and there of Hera and Ryloth and then Bad Batch. Let me see what they think of it. Let me see how they negotiate this like civil unrest and everything. Because again, <laughs> the title of the se- series is called Star Wars Bad Batch. So I would very much like to see what they have to say. Um. Oh, real quick. Uh, we didn't say anything about Chopper. I just want to say that Chopper looks really cool. Oh, in, in I can't Clone Wars animation. Uh, he looks awesome in the Clone Wars style. Chopper. Um, yeah. Yeah. He's hilarious. Um. But yeah, I I think it's possible that this could. I don't know if it'll be able to be fully redeemed because it's like it's not. It's it's still weird. Like it's still you could have the next episode be great, and this one is still gonna be very off. Uh, but that's. Did you have anything else you wanted to predict or talk about here before we close? I just do want to emphasize again. <laughs> we've hit a lot, but Bad Batch and my Bad Batch. That's my number one thing I want. Um, I again, like you were saying, I want Tech and Echo to do something. <laughs> I don't know if they will or They're not. Like the same character. That's I, weird. I was gonna say if you if you pluck Tech from the arc in season seven, episode one, if you pluck his character and plop him in here, he would the act same. the same way, which should not be the case. I I don't want to bring that up because I'm gonna hold that off until the final or the finale to see how much they've changed. And if your character hasn't changed from beginning to final, there's no point in them being there, literally. Yeah. Because if they aren't changing in your story, why tell the story? Yeah, um, but I won't get. I'm gonna save that discussion for later. So far, it's not like again. We we said again. We have we haven't seen it. We want to see it. I don't know if it'll happen next episode. I'm honestly not optimistic about it. I'm always gonna hope for it. But like I guess I said it already. Like I think they'll be in Ryloth. Yeah. There'll be conflict there. It'll be it'll be cool to see Hauser and um, Crosshair um, go against them though. So I, I think I am looking forward to that. Yeah. I mean, we're this far in. I feel like they've pretty much set up how they want to do the show based on the other episodes so yeah i mean not too hopeful that we're gonna get like groundbreaking stuff but you know maybe something um but yeah that's all we got uh i say that's all we got as if we haven't been going for over an hour um, uh, i know but that's we okay got a little, this little is the longest today. one i think um but that's okay <sighs> yeah uh you have to check out our review or reaction for this episode how uh, we watch it live I think now I we should do um like a season review at the end like and where we just do one episode where we review the entire season. Uh so if you want us to do that, look out for yeah. that. We all will also have our ranking video where we rank all of the episodes uh from least favorite to most favorite. Um check out the other reviews, other reactions, all the other junk, and click on that. Uh but thanks for <laughs> listening, watching, whatever. Not junk. Good episode. All that junk. Uh <laughs> And uh, and we'll see you later this week with the next episode. So may the stars be force you. May the batch be bad for you.
May the Bad Batch be in the next Bad Batch episode. May the Bad Batch actually be the main characters (laughs) of their own show. (laughs) 